History episode number 22, where we bring you some weird comics history sporadically on Tuesdays, mostly, <laughs> right? For the most part. I, I think so. Uh, my name is Reggie. My name is Chris. And you can find Cosmic Treadmill and all of our other fine programming on chrisandreggie.podbean.com and pick us up on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and via Lecture in a Classroom on Earth 399. We are, you know, right now we are in the midst of what was attended to be the 50th episode <laughs> celebration for Cosmic Treadmill, but now has become the uh, huge five-part, uh, we hope only five-part, uh, <laughs> look at Crisis of Infinite Earths, that's the, you know, the DC Comics event that collapsed the multiverse into one solitary Earth back in 1985, 1986, but... What is the multiverse, Chris? What the, what are they talking about? What is that? Yeah, we figured that we uh, we should probably uh, discuss what uh, a multiverse is, yeah. and uh, you know the title is Crisis on Infinite Earths, and just what the hell does Infinite Earths entail? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, like we mentioned in uh, Cosmic Treadmill episode fifty, which is available in the archives, and uh, fifty one through fifty five will be as well for time travelers. Um, uh-huh. The uh, concept of the multiverse was introduced during Flash number 123. This uh, cover date September 1961, Flash of Two Worlds by Gardner Fox and Carmine Infantino. Uh, as, you know, most of us know, and if you listen to that episode, you know uh, this is a story where Baron Barry Allen from Earth-1 meets Jay Garrick from Earth-2, both Flashes. Right. Uh, and it's it's decided that Earth-1 is where the Silver Age, that is to say post-showcase number four characters lived. Earth-2 is where their Golden Age counterparts dwell. So, if there are two Earths, why not five? Why not ten? Hmm. Why not a hundred? Why not a thousand? Hell, maybe there's just an infinite number of Earths. Uh oh, does that mean this podcast is going to be an infinite number of hours, Chris? Well, maybe a hundred or so, because we're going to talk about a hundred. Fair (laughs) enough. About a hundred of those Earths. I think that will be uh, quite enough for uh, most people, and definitely will be enough for us. Yes. Uh, now, these are the infinite Earths of the pre-crisis, which are mostly comprised of imaginary stories turned to Earths in the mid-2000s, likely when DC decided they needed to pad the infinite aspect. This is uh, right around uh, infinite crisis, right? Yes. So this will be, all become crystal clear shortly. It's a, These little side stories became Earths, is essentially kind yes. of what happened here. We will because be, crisis, on, crisis on 15 Earths really didn't have the ring to didn't, it. Didn't exactly. They needed more Earths, so they, uh, yeah, they stuck them all on there. Uh, we, we won't be covering Earths added post-crisis. Those would be like pocket dimensions, zero-hour anomalies. Post-infinite crisis, 52 Earths. The New 52, Elseworlds, Convergence, or Grant Morrison's Multiversity. <laughs> those, are all, those are all different podcasts, amazingly enough. Yes. <laughs> uh, it's like another half dozen episodes, at least. At right? least. But uh, yeah, we're just going to talk about, you know, where the Earths were pre-crisis, and there were plenty of them, in a sense, I guess, really, as defined in the, the 2000s. 
Yes. Yeah, the information that we're using was retrieved from the crisis compendium that accompanied the absolute crisis on infinite earths that was published in 2005. Also, various letters pages and fanzines. ICG, that's the independent comics group, they did, uh, they released indexes, official indexes during the 80s, and they did one for the official crisis on infinite earths index, as well as the official crisis crossovers index. And also, we're going to be uh, checking in on the Essential Wonder Woman Encyclopedia that was released in 2010. Uh, There's also going to be some speculation, and if you can believe it, even some comic books themselves. Wow. Oh, this has to do with comic books? Wow. Yes. All right. That's even better. <laughs> <laughs> now, let's start at the start. Earth One. Home of the Silver Age heroes, you know, the Justice League of America, That those those folks after showcase number four. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first appearance of Earth One was More Fun Comics number 101. This is January 1945 during a Superboy story called The Origin of Superboy, written by Jerry Siegel and, and, and art by Joe Schuster. Um, now, this, this issue also featured a Green Arrow story called Formula for Doom, an Aquaman story called Orphans of the Sea, Johnny Quick in An Investment in Happiness, and the Spectre in The Unsafe Safe. Wow, all for a uh, dime. All for a dime. Yes. Uh, now it was first it was first described as a distinctive Earth in that same issue of Flash number one twenty three from nineteen sixty one, and got and first got the official designation as Earth One in Justice League of America number twenty one. This covered August nineteen sixty three. Uh, on this Earth, Superman Cal L with an E, so K A L E L, begins his heroic career as Superboy and will work at the Daily Planet as an adult. Okay. Now there's Earth 2, and that's home of the Golden Age heroes, the Justice Society of America, the All-Star Squadron, and Infinity, Inc. Their first appearance was New Fun Comics, number 1, February 1935, cover date. Featured a collection of mostly one-page strips starring characters you've never heard of, unless we get a lot of Miguel, Binks, and Sandra, the Secret Service fans listening. Uh, definitely write in if you are. For or start a podcast. To start, please do. We'd like to listen to it. <laughs> For completion's sake, Earth 2 sprung from one of or all of the following stories. That would be Jack Woods and Don Nogales, Cattle Rustler Part 1. Wing Brady in The Bedouins Part 1. Magic Crystal of History, Ancient Egypt Part 1. Sandra of the Secret Service in The Gavonian Affair Part 1. Barry O'Neill in Fangao of China. Part one, Ivanhoe, episode one. Wow, <laughs> this runs deep, this uh, multiverse. It does. Uh, Bushkin Jim in the Indian Ambush, part one. Don Drake in On the Planet Sarrow, part one. 2023, Super Police in Captain, Captain Kidlaw, part one. Jack Andrews in The Mysterious Stranger, part one. Local Luke <laughs> in Out West, part one. They really want you to buy that next issue, folks. If you, one of these is going to get you. Uh, Captain Eric in, and that is Captain Eric in The Sealing yes. Expe- Expedition, Part 1. Tad Among the Pirates, Part 1. Bubby and Beevil, it's its own part. And Tom Mix and his Ralston Straight Shooters. There you go. Uh, the Jack Wood story was first, so he might just be the first Earth 2 character. His stories would continue into Adventure Comics, final appearance, Adventure Comics number 42, in September 1939, cover date. An issue which is led by Sandman, the Wesley Dodds one. That's the feature in that comic. Uh, just like with Earth 1, described as a, a distinctive Earth in Flash number 123 and designated Earth 2 in Justice League of America 21. 
Uh, on this earth, Superman, Kal-El, that's without the E, begins fighting crime as an adult and works at the Daily Star, and it's perpetually 1942. <laughs> at least it seems that way. It does, yeah. <laughs> uh, earth 3, home of the crime syndicate and the heroic Alexander Luther. First appearance and designation, Justice League of America number 29, August 1964. Uh, this is a backwards universe in which Christopher Columbus discovered Europe, and uh, John Wilkes Booth was assassinated by Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, one of my favorite Earths because it has the alternate Batman, which is Owlman. Owlman. That makes sense. Why? We don't know. <laughs> Earth 4. This is home of the Charlton Comics heroes, including Captain Adam, Blue Beetle, Nightshade, Peter Cadden, dot, 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 Thunderbolt. The Question, Judo Master, you know, those folks that we love so much. Their first appearance, or this Earth's first appearance, was Yellow Jacket Comics number 1. November 1944, the Yellow Jacket was the first Charlton superhero and would make his first canonical DC Comics appearance during Grant Morrison Frank Quitely's Multiversity Pax Americana in Which We Burn that came out January 2015. Uh, designated Earth 4 in Crisis and Infinite Earths number 1 that came out April 1985 with cover date. Now, Earth 5, a universe without a Krypton, nor superheroes. First appearance, Detective Comics number 500. This is March 1981 in To Kill a Legend by Alan Brennett and Dick Giordano. Uh, Earth 1's Bruce Wayne is transported there by the Phantom Stranger, and uh, while there he prevents the murders of Earth 5's Thomas and Martha Wayne, and also inspires Earth 5's Bruce Wayne to become Batman anyway. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you're, you have nothing, you're, you're not fighting for revenge, but just do it anyway. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> He's like, man, that guy looked cool. <laughs> no, they, this was designated as Earth-5 in the uh, Absolute Edition of Crisis on Infinite Earths in 2005, and we're going to be saying that a lot. Yeah, this that is a primary source for a lot of these designations, but uh, we will mention it every time because it's important that you know where that came from. That is one of my favorite stories, by the way, because mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a sweet little, uh, I don't know, Batman, always has to be a Batman story or whatever. Uh, then there's Earth-6, that's an Earth where the United States lost the Revolutionary War. It features a super-powered royal family, including Lady Quark and Lord Volt. That first appearance and designation was Crisis in Infinite Earth number 4, June 1985, and it pretty much wrapped up right there. Mm -hmm. uh, Lady Quark is the only surviving Earth-6er. She was like one, like a. She just looks like a. What I, what I, when I think of like DC in the eighties, she's one of the first things that pop into my head for some yeah, well, reason. she's like someone with like an amorphous suit that shoots blasts out of her hands. Yep. That's pretty much all, every <laughs> DC character from the time. We uh, jump over to Earth Eleven. This is the Earth of Tin. There's a character based on. Is it Herge? Her Herge? I think it's Her Herge's Tantan. Herge's Tantan. This also features analogs to Captain Haddock, who's the captain in this story, mm -hmm. Professor Calculus, the professor in this story, Snowy is half-wolf in this story, and Rastapopoulos is <laughs> Milos in this story. Uh, this Earth first appeared in Teen Titans Spotlight number 11, June 1987, The Brotherhood is Dead by Randy Lassafier and uh, Joe Orlando. Uh, it would be designated as Earth 11 in Crisis on Infinite Earths Absolute Edition 2005. Over to Earth-12, right next door, believed to be the home of DC's comedic characters, including, among many more, the Inferior Five, Jerry Lewis, Jerry Lewis, and Scooter. First appearance was showcase number 62, June 1966, The Coming of the Costumed Incompetence, by E. Nelson Bridwell and Joe Orlando. 
Designated Earth-12 and Captain Carrot and his amazing zoo crew. The Oz Wonderland War Number 3, March 1986. Jabberwacky was the name of the store by story by Bridwell, Joey Cavallari, and Carol Lay. And, uh, one, and as one half of the two Earths will get there that made up Earth-B... In Crisis on Infinite Earths, Absolute Edition 2005. Yeah, Earth-B will make more sense later. Yes. Uh, Earth-14. Now, this one is not a... uh, This one might not be canon here. It very likely isn't, actually. Uh, This is uh, the home of the non-Jack Kirby Fourth World stories. Uh, If this was true, it would first appear in First Issue Special number 13, April 1976, Return of the New Gods, by Jerry Conway, Denny O'Neill, and Mike Vosberg. It was designated or posited that this was Earth-14 in a text page written by Mark Evanier in New Gods number 1. And this is the uh, six-issue New Gods reprint series that ran from June through November 1984. Like we said, we don't know if this is canonical. We doubt it. (laughs) Uh, We figure this might just be Evanier uh, distancing the non-Kirby Fourth World material from what he considers to be the real Fourth World material. Well, you know, in that that recent New Gods special that came out from D.C., uh, Mark Evanier did the an essay in the back of that too, and I believe he references Earth 14 again. So, <laughs> if it's not, it's, it's getting there, but it's not canonical yet. If you say it enough, it's exactly another one more time, and it's going to be true. Uh, so, Earth 15 that was home of the Stone Giants. First appearance, Justice League of America number 15, November 1962, cover date. The Challenge of the Untouchable Aliens by Gardner Fox and Mike Sikowski. One of the stone giants explains, Our world is also the Earth, an Earth separated from man-Earth by a single minute of time. When those bombs exploded simultaneously, they caused a shift in the time continuum. Fine. Designated as Earth-15 in Crisis and Infinite Earth's Absolute Edition 2005. Earth-32. A world where Carol Ferris loves Hal Jordan. Not Green Lantern, so that's a strange world. Uh, this world first appeared in Green Lantern, Volume 2, Number 32, October 1964, Green Lantern's Wedding Day by Gardner Fox and Gil Kane. Uh, upon arrival, Hal, you know, Hal jumps to this other world, and he compares it to that other Earth that the Justice Society uh, comes from and considers that since the universe is infinite, there might be an unlimited number of Earths. This is probably the first time that that's suggested. Yeah, it seems like it. Uh, and it's labeled Earth-32 probably because it appeared in issue 32. This is going to become a theme as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's part of that weird and nebulous Earth-B, but we'll get there. Oh, yeah. We are we are getting around to it. Uh, Earth-40, home of Billy Batson, Captain Thunder, along with different takes on DC's classic Trinity. First appearance was in Thrill Comics number 1, 1940. It's an eight-page Ashcan that predated Wiz Comics from Fawcett, written by Bill Parker, with art by C.C. Beck. This Ashcan was made due to better publications acquiring the rights to thrilling comics. Fawcett dropped the ing before shifting altogether and going with Wiz Comics, which is where Captain Marvel, not Captain Thunder, really uh, debuted. You can actually see some of this Ashcan, by the way, in the book uh, Comics, A History of American Comics, I think it's called. They have mm-hmm. it in the beginning. It's pretty interesting. Sure. De- designated as Earth 40 in Crisis and Infinite Earth, Absolute Edition in 2005. Pr- 
probably because it came out in 1940. That would make sense, right? That's the yeah, only maybe. 40 I could think of. <laughs> uh, but why? We're gonna we're gonna get to the faucet Earth a bit later. Don't know why this ash can would occur in another Earth. Probably seems because, weird. Just because it's another thing, you know what I mean? No, well, you I know, I mean, so. you know, if it's infinite Earths, Chris, that means that not only is there an Earth where. Carol Ferris loves Hal Jordan and not Green Lantern. There's one where she likes Hal Jordan and not Green Lantern. There's one where she hates Hal Jordan and doesn't even know, you know what I mean? You gotta think Maybe of all the possibilities. One. Maybe there's one where she loves us. Possibly, it's a somebody. Holy Hopefully smokes. somewhere there's a world like that, sheesh. <laughs> now we're, we're getting into an interesting one here. This is one of my favorites. Earth 43. This is an Earth where Superman died battling Lex Luthor. Actually, Lex dies as well. Uh, first appearance, Superman's girlfriend, Lois Lane, number 43, August 1963, in the story The Girl Who Mourned for Superman, written by Leo Dorfman with art by Kurt Schaffenberger. In the beginning here, Lois Lane is hit by lightning and sent into a parallel Earth where she witnesses Superman and Lex Luthor killing each other in battle. Uh, the Superman Emergency Squad shows up. They're a, tre they're a team of Kandorians who all look like Superman. One of these Kandorians, and may might even be a robot, uh, <laughs> takes, over <laughs> takes over for the Earth-43 Superman. Lois returns to Earth, uh, which uh, probably Earth-1, uh, and receives a lecture from Superman, the, the real Superman, uh -huh. about, uh, about playing during the lightning storm. <laughs> uh, this was designated as Earth-43 in Christ's Son Infinite Earth's Absolute Edition from 2005, probably because it debuted in, the issue, in issue 43. Yeah. We're going to revisit this Earth a bit later on, uh, but before we move on, uh, in, in Superboy number 117, December 1964, Superboy wound up visiting this Earth as well. Not much more to say about that, uh, other than it having occurred, you know, in, on the same Earth, even though that was probably decided on, you know, a half century later. Um, we will revisit it again, though. There is there is quite a bit more to talk about when it comes to Earth forty three. That's so weird, though. That he just when he just showed up to the Earth and was like, "Oh, that's interesting. Let me get out of here now." Yeah, I guess he was like, I guess some some legionnaire. I I, I read, I I read bits and pieces of everything we're going to talk about today. Yeah. But, uh, I guess like uh, some legionnaires went rogue, or they were they were framed and they were sent to another Earth, and then uh -huh. he had to go visit them or pick them up or something. And and later on, it was suggested as having occurred on Earth forty three. Fair enough. That's good enough sure. for me. Uh, Earth 47, an Earth where Lois Lane is a superhero Krypton girl. I'm sure. Uh, first appearance, Superman's girlfriend, Lois Lane, number 47, February 1964, cover date. In the story, The Super Life of Lois Lane by... We don't know who wrote it, but the art's by Kurt Schaffenberger. Earth 1 Lois visits the Fortress of Solitude and asks Superman's computers to show her what her life would have been like if she were Kryptonian instead of Superman. This was a very common thing, by the way, in those days. Yeah. Of course, Clark Kent spends much of the story trying to uncover Lois's secret. It was designated as Earth 47 in Crisis and Infinite Earths, Absolute Edition number uh, from 2005, and probably because it debuted in issue 47. Mm. Let's jump ahead a few to Earth 51 Originally an imaginary story Where Superman marries Lois Lane Lori Lamaris and Lana Lang But not all at once 
and they all die. I thought this this wasn't the one where uh, Superman joined the Mormon Church. No, no, oh, this okay. is not the polygamous Superman. Oh, okay. That's 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 an Earth. That's that's a post-crisis Earth. Oh, I'm not going to talk about it today. Fair enough. Uh, now, this Earth first appeared in Super Superman's Girlfriend, Lois Lane, number fifty-one, August nineteen sixty-four, in the Three Wives of Superman by another unknown writer, but with art from Earth uh, from Earth Schaffenberger. Earth Schaffenberger. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, this was designated as Earth 51 in Christ on Infinite Earth's Absolute Edition from 2005, probably because it debuted in issue 51. I would figure so. Earth 54, first appearance was Real Fact Comics number 6, January to February 1947, cover date in the story Columbus of Space by Jack Schiff, Mort Weisinger, Bernie Brislauer, and Howard Sherman. First appearance of Tommy Tomorrow, first man to land on Mars, in the far-flung future of 1960. This was later changed, for obvious reasons, to 2050. <laughs> uh, designated as Earth 54 in Christ of the Infinite Earth's Absolute Edition number 2005. I'm not sure why, but... Either, yeah. yeah fair enough. <laughs> now, Earth 57, a lot of—we're going to be saying the word marries a lot. Um, coming up here, uh, Earth 57 is originally an imaginary story in which Jimmy Olsen marries Supergirl. Uh, this happened in Superband's pal Jimmy Olsen, number 57, December 1961. In the story, Jimmy Olsen marries Supergirl <laughs> by uh, Jerry Siegel and Kurt Salon. Uh, also, during this story, somehow Superman is married to both Lois Lane and Lana Lang. So there's your <laughs> there's your polygamous. I see. All right, fair. <laughs> it happened. Now, this is a fact that would probably come come as a surprise if you haven't been studying the Infinite Earths. If you have, this is very much tame, yeah. played thing that we are going to say a lot. <laughs> uh, this is designated as Earth-57 in Crisis on Infinite Earths Absolute Edition from 2005, very likely because it debuted in issue 57. I would guess that. Yeah, Earth-59, that was an Earth taken over by Duke Dezam, or Dezam? Maybe. First appearance in Wonder Woman 19 uh, Wonder Woman number 59 May 1953 cover date uh, story was Wonder Woman's Invisible Twin by Robert Kaniger and Harry G Peter The first parallel world ever featured in DC Comics predating Flash of Two Worlds from 1961 by nearly a decade The Golden Age Earth 2 Wonder Woman visits a world where her fi Earth 59 counterpart Tara Teruna uh, to beat back the conquering Duke Dezam. Uh, so it's fighting another Earth's conqueror, mm -hmm. along with a Wonder Woman uh, analog. Counterpart. Yeah. Designated Earth-59 in Essential Wonder Woman Encyclopedia, uh, 2010. Wow. Earth-64, originally an imaginary story in which Lois Lane marries Lex Luthor under the guise of piano prodigy, prodigy Lexo. Okay. Uh, this occurred in Superman's Girlfriend Lois Lane number 64 from April 1966 in the story The Lawless Lois Lane by Jerry Siegel and Earth Schaffenbauer. Uh, <laughs> now, designated as Earth 64 in Crisis Absolute Edition from 2005, very likely because it debuted in issue 64. You know, I, the 
preponderance on the marriages. It really wasn't just it's wild. Yeah. It's it really is wild, but this is like also every romance comic was that. It was always <laughs> the girl had to like it was like a girl like at age sixteen had to find the guy she was gonna marry and it was always like between <laughs> the guy that smokes cigarettes and the guy that reads books and of course and she's guy. always leaning up against the wall with one tear going down her exactly, cheek. Yeah, exactly. Why, clutching her books. Why won't the greaser notice me? But then she figures it out at the end. But it's always it's always leading to marriage. It's like it's so funny that just attitudes are so different these days. I don't think the Certainly. marriage would be the uh, default position for life. <laughs> Earth 72. This is the Earth that Prez, the first teen president, lives on. First appearance was in Prez number one, August, September 1973, in the story, Oh Say Does That Star-Spangled Banner Yet Weave by Joe Simon and Jerry Grandinetti. Prez would also appear in Supergirl number 10, October 1974, Death of a Prez, this was the only crossover to like the DC mm -hmm. regular, by Carrie Bates and Art Seff, uh, that is said to have occurred on Earth-12, with the Supergirl and Prez of Earth-12, <laughs> which is just one of those weird ones we'll talk about more later. Designated as Earth-72 in Crisis and Infinite Earths Absolute Edition 2005, Probably because Pres Rick Rickard was first elected President of the United States in 1972. Sounds about right. It had to be. Earth 86, an Earth that was decimated by atomic war, which, raised, which raged between October 9th and October 29th, 1986. First appearance, Strange Adventures, number 117 from June 1960, in the story The Rise of the Atomic Knights by John Broom and Carmine Infantino. Uh, this would become the world inhabited by Commandi and Omak, one-man army corps, 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 <laughs> uh, designated as Earth 86 in Crisis on Infinite Earths Absolute Edition from 2005, probably because the uh, the great disaster occurred in 1986. Or they're commemorating my sixth grade graduation. That might be it. One of the two. Um, <laughs> Earth 89, originally a an imaginary story in which Lois Lane marries Batman. Why not? First appearance, everyone got married, these imaginary <laughs> stories. Uh, Superman's girlfriend, Lois Lane, number 89, January 1969, cover date in the story Bride, The Bride of Batman by Leo Dorfman and Kurt Swan. Designated as Earth 89 in Christ and the Infinite Earth's Absolute Edition from 2005, and probably because it debuted in issue 89. <laughs> Uh, now Earth ninety one. Okay, now we we just did we just did Lois number eighty nine. Now we're gonna do Lois number ninety one. So this is not much longer after right, that. Right. Yeah. Two issues. Right. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is originally an imaginary story in which a <laughs> blind Lois Lane marries Superman. <laughs> <laughs> this like we said, this appeared in uh, Lois Lane number ninety-one, August. I'm sorry, April nineteen sixty-nine. In the story, Love Is Blind by Unknown, with art by Kurt Swan. You know, I can see why the writer wanted to be unknown. Where, where, where did this come <laughs> up with this? You know, let's make her blind for fun. You know? <laughs> let's get them married, but we need to add something. Yeah, God, God that marriage <laughs> stick is really you know falling flat. <laughs> Let's make one of them blind. There we go. Now, the uh, married couple have a daughter who fights crime as super lass. Uh, when Lois Lane's sight is restored, she sees that her suitor, because uh, I, I guess Superman vanished somewhere during the story. All right. And when she gets her sight back, she can see that Superman is a deformed hunchback. Uh-oh. Superman feels it's unfair to subject Lois to his ugliness, so he leaves Earth forever. 
Uh, this is designated Earth-91 in Crisis Absolute Edition 2005, probably because it debuted in number 91. Who is writing these stories? I mean, really. Unknown. They were, they were really just, <laughs> they were letting them, at the liquor cabinet, I think, maybe too much. <laughs> Uh, Earth-95, originally imaginary story in which Kal-El, Jor-El, and Lara all escape their doomed planet Krypton. Jor-El becomes Superman, Lara becomes Superwoman, and Kal-El becomes Superboy. It's like the super family. Mm-hmm. Smallville isn't terribly pleased to have them because they're wrecking everything. <laughs> First appearance of Superboy-95, uh, March 1962, cover date in the story The Super Family from Krypton by Jerry Coleman and George Papp. Designated Earth-95 in the Crisis Absolute Edition, and we're guessing because it debuted in issue number 95. Mm-hmm. Earth-116. First appearance, Superboy-116, October 1964, in the story The Ordeal of Chief Parker by Jerry Siegel and Al Plastino. A second Superboy arrives in Smallville to terrorize the real deal. This parallel Superboy is revealed as as hailing from Earth-116 in Crisis on Infinite Earths Absolute Edition from 2005, probably because it... Yeah. Screw it, you get it by now, right? We get the idea. I think we see yeah, the we... connection here, so... Okay, good. We, we don't need to repeat that. Either. Yeah, but we do need to repeat <laughs> that title of that book every time, Chris. I'm not yes. letting you off the hook. Uh, Earth-117, first appearance in Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen, number 117. January 1969, cover date in the story The Planet of the Capes by Otto Binder. And Pete Costanza. Jor-El, Lara, and Kal-El survive the destruction of Krypton and arrive on Earth. So this is like that other Earth. But fabric was scarce on Earth, so Jor-El used a duplicator ray to make an infinite number of capes from Earth-1 heroes. He mistook to be conquerors while floating through the multiverse. That is to say, while Jor-El saw some Earth-1 heroes lost in the multiverse, he attempted to attack attack them with a laser. The laser turned out to be a duplicator ray, which afforded him a whole lot of an infinite number of capes. Uh, So he's become a cape dealer on this Mm -hmm. planet, is the idea. Uh, Capes would become a status symbol for the well-to-do on Earth-117. Anybody who couldn't afford a cape would become a slave. You know, this story might be even dumber than it sounds, Chris. I got it. It really is unbelievable. Like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, the super family comes to Earth and they become textile merchants. Like, That's what? it. This was the, uh, I'm telling you, it was absinthe was in the mix in this, uh, in the liquor cabinet. <laughs> this was designated Earth 117 in that Crisis Absolute Edition from 2005. But why? <laughs> I, I'm like, why? Well, who would want to ever go back? Like, I wonder if anyone said, I want to write a, the definitive Earth 117 story, you know? Like, what, what would they say to that? <laughs> why? What do you want to say about it? We've got all these capes, but we don't have belts. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Christ's on infinite capes. Um, Earth 124.1. Oh, boy. This is an impossible tale featuring the entire Wonder Woman family hanging out together, who just about everybody but Bob Haney knows is impossible. Right. Uh, The first appearance is Wonder Woman 124 from August 1961 in the story The Impossible Day by Robert Kaniga and Ross Andrew. Wonder Woman and Steve Trevor happen across a cave painting depicting Wonder Woman, Wonder Girl, Wonder Tot, and Queen Hippolyta together at the same time. And we know that at least half of that ain't possible. Yeah, I mean, in case people don't know, all these wonder versions, these are all 
Wonder Woman at different ages. Old Diana, yeah. yep. <laughs> now, they decide to make a film using spliced footage of all incarnations oh, to make a fictional movie starring the fourth Yes, song. I remember reading about this. <laughs> Hypertime comes into play in the designation as canon on, in Christ on Infinite Earths Absolute Edition 2005, but we'll leave that for another time. Uh, this is designated as Earth 124.1 in that essential Wonder Woman encyclopedia from 2010. Wow. Wild. Uh, now, if there's a point one, there's got to be an Earth 124.2. This was originally an imaginary story where Superboy poses as a bully to protect his secret identity. First appearance in Superboy 124, October 1965, cover date in the story, The Toughest Kid in Smallville by Leo Dorfman and George Papp. This was designated Earth 124.2 in Crisis in the Infinite Earths Absolute Edition in 2005. There's another one. It's like... What? <laughs> what a weird, you know what I mean? Why? A whole Earth, you know, for a bully Superboy. And I like, and I like <laughs> to think, Chris, that on this Earth, every other aspect is exactly the same, except oh, yeah. for that one thing. And, That's it. You know, then there are other Earths where you know there are no such things as hamburgers, and Superboy's a bully. <laughs> I mean, that's how far we can go with it, you know, infinitely. That's one twenty-four point three. Exactly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Let's go over to Earth one twenty-seven. Steve Trevor has a dream about what it might be to marry an Amazon. Turns out, well after the fact, <laughs> that it wasn't a dream, but him actually observing another Earth. <laughs> uh, this happened in Wonder Woman number one twenty-seven from January nineteen sixty-two. In the story, Wonder Woman's Surprise Honeymoon. Uh, it was designated as Earth-127 in the Essential Wonder Woman Encyclopedia from 2010. Wow. Uh, Earth-132, originally a computer simulation viewed by Superman in which Krypton survived. This is a, cla- this is a very classic Superman story mm-hmm. that now apparently is its own world. <laughs> First appearance was Superman 132, October 1959 cover date. The story titled Superman's Other Life by Otto Binder and Wayne Boring. Batman and Robin visit Superman at the Fortress of Solitude and convince him to feed all the information he knows about Krypton into his supercomputer to see if it can predict what might have happened to Krypton had it not gone boom. Kal-El would have had a little brother named Zal-El. His best friend Zandu would be bombarded by rays and become the superhero Futuro. And then Futuro would have to go live on Earth and marry Lois Lane, naturally take the place of Superman. Before leaving, however, he somehow bequeathed Cal with powers and named him Superman, too. Why not? Oh, yeah, and the L's all died in an accident. So, <laughs> really, in the end, he, was, he became Superman anyway. Uh, this was designated Earth-132 in Crisis and in Infinite Earths Absolute Edition in 2005. Uh, <laughs> Earth 134. Okay, we were talking about Superboy being a bully. Uh, now, this is an imaginary story in which Superboy is a juvenile delinquent. Oh <laughs> His first appearance was in uh, Superboy 134 from December 1966, The Scoundrel of Steel by Leo Dorfman <laughs> and George Papp. This is one I actually reviewed on the blog a while back. Uh, it turns out that Superboy is affected by red kryptonite, which has unpredictable effects. Right. For, and, for uh, 24 hours, right? That's the idea. I'm not sure if it's permanent or not. It, it, it's it's nebulous. It, when it's, it does it does seem to go yes. any which way the story needs it to. Whichever be. the story needs it to right. be. Yeah. So he's affected by this red kryptonite, and after making a little jerk of himself, vows to leave Earth forever. Uh, this is designated Earth 134 in Crisis Absolute Edition 2005. So really, what this is is an Earth that just doesn't have a Superboy anymore. That's all. That's it. Is. it. Superboy left because he was too much of a delinquent. That's it. 
Fair enough. Uh, Earth 136. This first appearance was in World's Finest Comics number 136 in September 1963 cover date. Story is the Batman Nobody Remembered by Bill Finger and Jim Mooney. On this Earth, Batman is struck by lightning while returning to Gotham via his bat plane. He finds himself in Gotham City that doesn't recognize him. The dynamic duo in the, on this earth is Superman and Robin, and Vicky Vale looks an awful lot like Lois Lane. <laughs> so it's like they just slightly shifted characters around. Sure. Uh, Designated Earth 136 in Crisis of Infinite Earths Absolute Edition 2005. Earth 146. An Earth where Superman stopped Atlantis from sinking and was able to bring the inhabitants of Krypton with him to Earth. This happened in Superman number 146 from July 1961, Superman's Greatest Feats by uh, Jerry Siegel and Al Plastino. Uh, Lori Lamaris uh, pleads with Superman to go back in time to save Atlantis, so he decides to use uh, time travel to fix a whole bunch of things. Nice. Uh, like Krypton's explosion, and he even stopped the Lincoln assassination. Oh, nice. <laughs> he eventually realizes that during this, he shifted dimensions at some point. <laughs> And comes home to Earth-1 and, you know, with the knowledge that you, you can't change the past. Uh, this is designated Earth-146 in Crisis on Infinite Earths Absolute Edition, 2005, where I guess uh, Abraham Lincoln served his, his full term. That's right. He said that lived to an old, ripe age. I'm going to try that with my wife. I'm going to, you know, she'll come home. She'll say, why aren't the dishes done? I'll be like, I did them, but I shifted dimensions. That's it. <laughs> and the, and that other dimension is spotless. I'm telling you. In, uh, in the dimension we're in now, there's no soap. Exactly. That's the problem, exactly, you know, <laughs> and uh, I, someone ate all the uh, cake. Anyway, uh, so in Earth-148, this is an Earth where the heroes are villains and the villains are heroes. Wait, didn't we already do this one? I, I think, think we're going to do it a few more times, I too. I think we're going to see this little gimmick <laughs> a few times, yeah. Uh, first appearance, World's Finest Comics, number 148, March 1965, cover date. Superman and Batman Outlaws by Edmund Hamilton and Kurt Swan. Designated Earth 148 on In Crisis of Infinite Earth Absolute Edition 2005. And we're going to be hearing the name Edmund Hamilton a lot. Yep. He's, he's, he's a wacky dude. He liked to, he liked to stretch the uh, boundaries there. He did. Uh, <laughs> Earth 149. This is an originally an imaginary story in which Lex Luthor kills Superman. It's got a uh, fairly iconic cover. It's got Superman strapped to a table while being bombarded by, by kryptonite rays oh, while yeah, Lex sure. you know, stands over him. Mm -hmm. I think they even used it as part of the uh, Convergence uh uh, propaganda a few years I, ago. I think it's actually the cover of the Tashin Silver. No, I'm wrong. That's the Neil Adams thing. Anyway, it's, yeah, it's, it's the out there. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, you'll know it when you see it, and you've probably seen it a, a whole bunch. Yep. Uh, this happens in Superman number 149 from November 1961, The Death of Superman by Jerry Siegel and Kurt Swan. After Superman's funeral, Supergirl takes Luther to Candor to stand trial. He's found guilty and exiled to the Phantom Zone for all eternity. <laughs> Why we need to continue the story from there? I don't <laughs> you know, you think it'd be done there, but okay. <laughs> Either way, it was designated Earth 149 in Christ's Infinite Earth's Absolute Edition, 2005. Yeah, so it's an Earth without Luther or Superman. That's all That's it. it is now. Earth 154, one of our very favorites, for one mm -hmm. of our favorite writers. It's the Super Sons, first appearance in World's Finest Comics, number 154, December 1965, cover date. The Sons of Batman and Superman by Edmund Hamilton and Kurt Swan. Clark Kent and Bruce Wayne marry Lois Lane and Kathy Kane, respectively, 
and they both bear sons. And their series, actually, part of that was written by Mr. Bob Haney, I believe. And we'll, we'll get to that, because uh, that's another Earth. That's a whole other <laughs> Earth, fine. <laughs> wow. Does they did Earth 154 in that Crisis Absolute Edition from 2005? <laughs> Earth. Oh, boy. Earth 159. <laughs> Originally an imaginary story in which Lois Lane is the last survivor of Earth. Uh, first appearance, Superman 159, February 1963, in Lois Lane's Flight from Earth by Edmund Hamilton and Kurt Swan. Lois is sent from the doomed planet Earth to Krypton. <laughs> she is... <laughs> She is naturally super-powered upon rival and fights crime as super-maid. Super-maid? Super-maid. They couldn't let her be super-woman? I mean, goodness, nope. super-maid. Oh, my gosh. Yikes. That was designated Earth 159 in Christ on Infinite Earth's Absolute Edition from 2005. Earth 162, originally an imaginary story about Superman Red and Superman Blue. First appearance was Superman 162, July 1963 cover date in the story, The Amazing Story of Superman Red and Superman Blue by hmm. Leo Dorfman and Kirk Swan. Superman Red is married to Lana Lang, while Superman Blue is married to Lois Lane, and it's very convenient. Mm-hmm. Designated Earth-162 in Crisis and Infinite Earths Absolute Edition, 2005. Earth-166, originally an imaginary story in which Superman has twin boys with an unidentified wife. A whole lot of these Silver Age married Superman stories feature a wife with a face that we don't ever see. It's like those, uh, like where, like when those like movies are trying to hide nudity and like there's like a well placed plant. Yeah, or it's like it's, it's, it's in shadow, yeah, or something. Yeah, like that. yeah. So it's in shadow, or there's like a plant covering it, hanging from the ceiling. Mm. But they all seem to have Lois Lane's haircut. Wow. So uh, <laughs> there you go. Uh, first appearance, Superman 166, January 1964, in The Fantastic Story of Superman's Sons by Edmund Hamilton and Kurt Swan. And the, the, the trick here is that one of the Super Sons has superpowers while the other one doesn't. Oh, the, boy. the cover has them decorating the Christmas tree, and one of them is flying around putting ornaments on, and the oh, other one is struggling yes. to climb oh, a ladder. Yes. I know this one, that's right. <laughs> it was uh, designated as Earth 166. <laughs> In Crisis on Infinite Earths, the Absolute Edition from 2005. Earth 167, uh, originally imaginary story in which Lex Luthor is Superman and Clark Kent is Batman. <laughs> Who's Bruce Wayne? We don't, we don't, who knows? Uh, first appearance, World's Finest Comics, number 167, June 1967, cover date. Stories called The New Superman and Batman Team by Carrie Bates and Kurt Swan. While on his way from the doomed planet Krypton, Kal-El crosses paths with a chunk of gold kryptonite, which permanently strips him of his powers. In Smallville, Lex Luthor creates a formula which grants him superpowers. The Kents are murdered by a mugger, and Clark is inspired by a bat to become... Batman. Convenient. I think he, all, he probably also reads a book about criminals being a cowardly and superstitious <laughs> lot in there, but maybe, maybe that was off-panel. Uh, Clark eventually marries Lois Lane, and Luther falls for the newly arrived Supergirl. Uh, Luther leaves Earth, but first figures out a way to give Clark the Kryptonian powers, which were robbed to him by the Gold K. At designated Earth-167 in Crisis and Infinite Earths Absolute Edition 2005. Earth 170, a universe in which Lex Luthor travels back in time to attempt to romance Lara Lorvan. All right. 
Uh, first appearance, Superman 170, July 1964. If Lex Luthor was Superman's father is the story by uh, Jerry Siegel and Kurt Swan. Uh, Lex very much wants to become Superman's daddy, but uh, Jor-El has other plans. And again, why they needed to continue this story. Yeah, who knows? So it didn't happen. <laughs> Luther's plan failed. So why? <laughs> it, it should, in all respects, be exactly like Earth One. You know, what Earth I mean? One. Yeah, <laughs> this was designated Earth One Seventy in Crisis on Infinite Earths <laughs> Absolute Edition, two thousand five. Oh, amazing. Earth One Seventy Two. This was originally imaginary story, which in which the orphan Bruce Wayne is adopted by the Kents and then raises Clark's brother. First appearance, World's Finest Comics, number 172, December 1967, cover date. Superman and Batman, Brothers, by Jim Shooter and Kurt Swan. Young Clark notices young Bruce studying criminals and fears he endeavors to become one. Upon turning 21, Bruce receives the Wayne fortune, and so the Kents all move to Gotham. Lex Luthor kidnaps Ma and Pa, and Bruce's Batman nearly beats him to death. When Bruce is about to give up the mantle of Batman, Superman brings him to the 30th century so he can join the Legion of Superheroes. <laughs> Super, Superman remains in the present to fight crime in Gotham City. Why would he bring him to the 30th century? Does that... Nobody... No one explained that? Fine. Why not? <laughs> this was designated Earth-172 in Crisis of Infinite Earths, Absolute Edition 2005. Oh boy. Earth 175, originally an imaginary story in which Lex Luthor becomes Clark Kent's foster brother. Uh, for for why, why not? Uh, first appearance Superman 175, February 1965, Clark Kent's brother by Edmund Hamilton and Kurt Swan. Luthor actually goes clean. He's touched by the love of the Kents and. Uh, is a, is a nice guy. Uh -huh. And in this world, it's Pete Ross that winds up being a jerk and nearly kills everyone and everything that Clark loves. Someone's got to do it. Someone's got to Somebody's got to be the heavy, yeah. And uh, this was designated Earth-175 in Crisis on Infinite Earth's Absolute Edition from 2005. So, let me see. Still to be written, we got Luther as Clark Kent's godson. We got Clark Kent as Luther's swimming uh, instructor. Yeah, we, mm -hmm. there's still a few more Earths to write about here. Yeah, yeah. Earth 178. This was originally an imaginary story in which Superman lost his powers and took upon the identity of Nova. First appearance, World's Finest Comics, number 178. In, that was September 1968 cover. The Has-Been Superman by Carrie Bates and Kurt Swan. Seeing that his pals Batman, Robin, and Green Arrow don't need powers to fight crime, a powerless Clark Kent takes up the mantle of the mass Nova. And he's not very good at it. No. Designated Earth-178 in Crisis and Infinite Earths Absolute Edition, 2005. Now, we've been joking about how some of these Earths are not necessary, but the one we're about to discuss is absolutely necessary. All right. Now, this is this was Earth-183. It was originally an imaginary story in which Kal-El's rocket landed in Africa mm. instead of Kansas. And he was raised by apes. Whoa. Uh, first appearance, Superboy-183, March 1972, in Karkon the Mighty, Lord of the Jungle, by Leo Dorfman and Bob Brown. Kal-El is named Karkon and becomes Lord of the Jungle, naturally. Yeah. Why not? Uh, you can see the cover. He's uh, he's got like his leg up on a line and he's beating his chest as Super Baby. It's it's I, I, mighty I mean, precious. To be honest, this one actually sounds like it's it sounds like interesting. Superman as Tarzan, and I'm like, oh, that yeah. sounds like it could be interesting. Not, not too Certainly. bad. Certainly. And uh, this was designated Earth 183 in Christ on Infinite Earths Absolute Edition, 2005. Of course. 
Uh, Earth 184, originally imaginary story in which Batman loses his mind and Superman goes blind. First appearance, World's Finest Comics, number 184, that was May 1969. Cover story is Robin's Revenge by Carrie Bates and Kurt Swan. Now, Batman, believed dead, takes on the criminal identity of Golden Gloves. Robin kills Bruce Wayne and Dick Grayson and takes the civilian identity of Rick Danner. Golden Gloves is able to blind Superman before being reformed, and Robin sets to helping both of the world's finest get back to their crime-fighting ways, despite their disabilities. Weird complex story. Designated Earth-184 in Crisis and Infinite Earths Absolute Edition, 2005. Now tell me, if you saw that solicited in previews, how many copies would you buy? I, you know, I don't know. I'm kind of interested. <laughs> I, it, I'm kind of intrigued and also confused, but confused to want to know more. So that's good. There you go. <laughs> we got uh, Earth-192, originally an imaginary story in which Superman marries Lois Lane. And together they have a son. Uh, first appearance, Superman 192, January 1967, The Brat of Steel by Otto Binder and Kurt Swan. Yeah. <laughs> this is where he's like, he's, he's uh, spanking him on the car. Right. Now, Superman happens across some tricolored kryptonite, which robs him of his powers. And he's later struck in the head and loses his memory of ever having been Superman. Although Batman and Supergirl know about the dual identity, they think it's best not to tell him. Uh, Clark and Lois marry and have a super-powered son named Clark Jr. And uh, Big Clark's memory, uh, upon seeing his son's powers, eventually returns. Uh, This is designated Earth-192 in Crisis on Infinite Earths, Absolute Edition, 2005. Earth-200, originally imaginary story in which Brainiac saved Krypton. First appearance was Superman 200, October 1967, cover date. Story titled Super Brother Against Super Brother by Carrie Bates and Wayne Boring. In this story, Earth has two defenders, Kal-El's Hyperman, based out of Montreal, and Nor-El, that's Cal's brother, as Superman, based out of Metropolis. This is Nor-El's only appearance in a civilian guise of Kent Clarkson. He works at the Daily Planet. <laughs> For what it's worth, Kal-El's civilian name is LeBlanc. That's a very Why nice not? Montreal name. Designated Earth 200 in Crisis and Infinite Earths Absolute Edition, 2005. Yeah, and I, I wonder if maybe Nor-El is going to be Mr. Oz. Hmm, right. <laughs> That's a deep I, I, cut. That's a nice I, deep cut, yeah. I wonder if Nor, if, if Mr. Oz is going to come out of this list somewhere. Uh, <laughs> Keep listening, folks. The clues may be here. They are not. Um, <laughs> Earth 215. Here's a good one. This is originally an imaginary story in which Superman marries Lois Lane, and she dies. Whoa. First appearance, Superman number 215. I, I just reviewed this one yesterday, as of this recording. Oh. Uh, April 1969, in Lois Lane, dot, 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 dead, dot, 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 yet alive, by Otto Binder and Kurt Swan. Uh, before dying, Superman and Lois have a daughter named Laney. It's a... Uh, they, a, a criminal called the Dimension Master sticks his head into the window of the Superman household <laughs> and fires a blast at Superman's chest, but it ricochets oh, and yeah, vaporizes. Oh, I saw that review. <laughs> yeah, yeah and, it, and it hits her and atomizes her. It's just like, yeah. what the? She oh, just God. turns to atoms. Um, now, during the story, Superman changes places with the dead Superman of, on Earth-43. If you remember there, he and Lex both died on that right. Earth. Uh, so he changes places with him so he can be with that Earth's Lois Lane, 
which is to say he meets the dead Superman 43's Kandorian replacement, who might be a he robot. might be a robot, after all. It's fine. <laughs> who also wants absolutely nothing to do with Lois Lane, uh, but has the hots for uh, Lana Lang. And they swap places. Now, during this story, Lois immediately, and we mean immediately, <laughs> accepts Superman's proposal to marriage and agrees again immediately to adopt Laney. Yeah. Marriage is, is the object, you know what I mean? So there you go. Who, who is Superman's before, un, uh, you know, as of then, not unknown daughter who looks just like Lois Lane and who is named after Lois Lane. Yeah. Um, this was designated Earth 215 on Christ's on Infinite Earth's Absolute Edition, 2005. You know, I don't know why they thought DC Comics were impenetrable. This makes <laughs> perfect sense to me. Yeah, why did Marv have to go and screw everything up? Yeah, come on, this is all perfectly mapped out. (laughs) Earth 216, this is the Super Sons again. Uh, First appearance was World's Finest Comics number 215. Bet you thought we'd say 216 this time, but no. January 1973 cover date. This is the one I was thinking of. Saga of the Super Sons by Bob Haney, finally. And Dick Dillon. Originally in World's Finest Comics number 263, the Sons were claimed to be computer simulations. Early on, the Super Sons Earth was called Earth-E. This was coined by Mark Gruenwald in his fanzine Omniverse in 1977. He did a lot of work trying to make this fit. Yeah, make there's it a lot of text in this explanation. Yeah, but uh, Bob Haney didn't consider any of that, I guarantee. <laughs> uh, designated Earth-216 in Christ Infinite Earth's Absolute Edition 2005. And we jump to Earth-224, originally an imaginary story in which Superman marries Lois Lane, and they have <laughs> and they have a super genius baby with a gigantic dome of a head. Uh, first appearance, Superman-224, February 1970, Beware the Super Genius Baby, by Robert Kaniga and Kurt Swan. Uh, not a whole lot to say about that one. Uh, des- <laughs> designated Earth-224 in Christ on Infinite Earths, Absolute Edition, 2005. Then Earth 230, this was originally an imaginary story in which Clark Kent is a crook and Lex Luthor is a Kryptonian superhero. First appearance, so, I mean, so, so their names change. That's, that's, that's the it. difference. Uh, first appearance, Superman 230, October 1970, cover date. Killer Kent versus Super Luthor by Carrie Bates and Kurt Swan. And it was designated Earth 230 in that Crisis Absolute Edition from 2005. Earth 238, first appearance, Action Comics number 238, March 1958. Now, this issue features three stories, and the Crisis uh, Absolute Edition from 2005 doesn't explicitly specify which one (laughs) takes place on Earth 238. I'll say all of them, yeah. Yeah, why not? Uh, we've got uh, Superman, the Super Gorilla from Krypton, which is exactly what you think it is, by uh, Otto Bender and Wayne Boring. Tommy Tomorrow, Marooned in the Fourth Dimension by Otto Bender and Jim Mooney. And Congo Bill, the Tenderfoot Hunter by Jack Miller and Howard Sherman. And if it's not all three, it's probably the gorilla. I'd say it's definitely the gorilla one at minimum. At least, yes. The others may also apply, but yeah, (laughs) I didn't want to get into it. Uh, (laughs) Earth 265, Barry Allen and Iris Iris West go on a second honeymoon. First appearance in Flash 265, September 1978, Shift the Earth Goodbye by Carrie Bates and Irv Novik. Flash and Iris wind up vacationing in a world inhabited by creatures called Cetesians or Cetesians? 
Cetaceans. Cetaceans, very good. I don't know. I, I thought it said crustaceans the it's, first time. It's, those are all, I think, acceptable for a word that doesn't exist. Uh, sure. They were in planning on invading Earth-1, so Flash puts a stop to it. Uh, designated Earth-265 in Crisis and in Infinite Earths Absolute Edition 2005. Now, Earth-270. Steve Trevor of Earth-270 winds up somehow on Earth-1. This happens in Wonder Woman number 270, August 1980, in a story called Rebirth on Paradise Island by Jerry Conway and Jose Delbo. Not a whole lot to say other than it existed, because we don't actually go to Earth-270. Someone from there comes to us. Uh, designated Earth-270 in that Crisis Absolute Edition from 2005. So does that put two Steve Trevors on Earth-1? Is that the outcome? I didn't finish it. And then, and then I, <laughs> does one have to eat the other? I, you know, this seems like you yeah, got some bureaucracy involved here. Uh, Earth 276, Captain Marvel stand-in Captain Thunder, a.k.a. Willie Fawcett, from Earth 276, arrives on Earth 1 and raises some hell. First appearance was two, Superman 276. That was June 1974 cover date. Story is Make Way for Captain Thunder by Elliot S. Magan and Kurt Swan. This issue's from before DC fully integrated the Marvel family into the mainstream universe. So Captain Thunder is like an obvious yeah, Captain Marvel stand-in. And actually harkens back to that Ashcan we talked about where he yeah. was called Captain Thunder. Uh, not much to say about Earth-276 itself. The story takes place on Earth-1, but it exists, and that's where this guy comes from. Designated Earth-276 in Crisis and in Infinite Earths Absolute Edition 2005. And we've got Earth-295 slash Earth-AD. Uh, this is a variant on Commandi's world in which the Great Disaster still occurs. However, this time the disaster is natural rather than atomic war. Uh, first appearance is Brave and the Bold, number 295. This is July 1975 in a story called The Earth is Mine by Bob Haney and Jim Aparo. Uh, now, Brave and the Bold was a Batman team-up book, and here Batman teams with Commandi. <laughs> Because Bob Haney. Why not? Sure. <laughs> uh, designated Earth 295 slash AD in Crisis on Infinite Earths Absolute Edition 2005. Likely standing for After Disaster? Maybe? I would think so. It's definitely not, a, you know, I know Dominic or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so basically, this is an Earth created because Bob Haney didn't feel like reading the original yeah. comics. He just sort of got the idea, decided it was a natural disaster, and now we have a whole new Earth. And he got a commandy comp in, in with his bundle. He's yeah. like, hey, I like this one. But yeah, he was like, I like the way this looks. Let me, let me try this character out. <laughs> what this needs like, is more Batman. I bet he didn't even look, I did, probably didn't even open it past the cover. He was like, oh, this is who's good now? All right, I'll use this. <laughs> anyway, Earth 300, formerly an imaginary story in which Kal-El arrived on Earth in 1976 and did not become Superman until 2001. Imagine that. First appearance was Superman number 300, or June 1976, as this story is titled Superman 2001 by Carrie Bates, Elian S. Magan, and Kurt Swan. Instead of starting out as Superboy, Clark takes the name Skyboy. Hmm. Wow, very different. <laughs> it designated Earth 300 in Crisis on Infinite Earths Absolute Edition 2005. Uh, Earth 300.6. In uh, Earth, where Superboy gave up the gig after the passing of his folks, his parents died of a tropical disease that was never really named, and uh, 
it's such a weird story because it's not how you'd figure his parents would go out, but they did. Uh, first appearance, Legion of Superheroes, Volume 2, Number 300, June 1983. The Future is Forever by Paul Levitz and Keith Giffen. Uh, designated as Earth 300.6 in Crisis on Infinite Earths, Absolute Edition, 2005. Now, why the point six, Chris? Don't know. We see Don't why know. it's 300. All right. Yeah. Maybe somebody can help us out. I'm looking at it like, why point? Anyway. Yeah, not, not even point two or... No, even point one would be fine. Sure, sure. I don't know. Uh, Earth 332. This was originally an imaginary story in which Supergirl arrived on Earth before Superman. First appearance was Action Comics number 332 in January 1966 cover date. Story was titled How Superwoman Trained Superboy by Leo Dorfman and Jim Mooney. Supergirl arrived on Earth first and then grew up to be Superwoman. Superboy landed later and would become Kara's sidekick. That was an old switcheroo. Switcheroo, and uh, I'm assuming that was named so. I'm going to guess that, that was uh, from crisis. the Crisis yeah. Absolute, yeah. I just forgot the list. It's fine. <laughs> now, Earth 353. Originally an imaginary story in which Kal-El's rocket lands in Gotham City. I bet you can't guess what happens next. Uh, first appearance, Superman 353 from November 1980. The Secret Origin of Bruce, comma, Superman Wayne uh, by Bob Rosakis and Kurt Swan. Uh, Kal-El is raised as Bruce Wayne by Thomas and Martha Wayne. Joe Chill is unsuccessful in his attempt on the Wayne's lives, lives and uh, Bruce eventually becomes Superman and marries Barbara Gordon. Why not? Uh, this was designated as Earth-353 in Crisis on Infinite Earths Absolute Edition from 2005. It's just so weird how this would have been in Elseworlds had yeah. it happened 15 years later, but it's... Just another issue. <laughs> yeah, then. it's just a regular issue of like, you know, let's let's have fun with the idea, but uh, sure. In either case, it would have been turned into its own standalone Earth, so that at least is still uh, happening. Yes. Then in Earth three seventy seven, this is a magic based world. First appearance, DC Special Series number five, November nineteen seventy seven. Story titled "The Second Coming of Superman" by Carrie Bates and Kurt Swan. It was designated Earth-377 in Crisis on Infinite Earths Absolute Edition, 2005. I couldn't find that one, so I just had to take what I could, take what internet research I could take for that one. Um, Earth-383, this is a negative world. Uh, it first appeared in Adventure Comics number 383 from August 1969. The story's called Please Stop My Funeral by Robert Kaniga and Wynne Mortimer. Superman, Supergirl, actually, uh, winds up on a negative Earth in which people who die on Earth-1 are alive. So when you die there, you're alive there. Uh, she sees her own funeral and meets Abraham Lincoln, Isaac Newton, and Joan of Arc. What the... What? Yep. So it's the, it's the afterlife. Earth 383 is the afterlife. That's all it is. All right. Could very well be. Uh, designated Earth 383 in Crisis on Infinite Earths Absolute Edition from 2005. Earth 387. This is a world where everyone is a werewolf. Why not? First appearance, Adventure Comics number 387, December 1969, cover date, The Wolf Girl of Stanhope by E. Nelson Bridwell and Kurt Schaffenberger. Designated Earth 387 in Crisis on Infinite Earths Absolute Edition 2005. Yeah, I think like uh, she, it, I think it would, be, it would happen on Earth One where she uh, was either 
she, she was in contact with kryptonite or she was cured of kryptonite poisoning. Uh-huh. And after that, she was revealed to be a werewolf. So they thought that kryptonite poisoning led to lycanthropy <laughs> or, uh, or curing kryptonite poison led to it. But then it turned out she's actually from a whole world of werewolves. <laughs> Uh, Earth 388 is a strange Earth created by Professor Farlow Nerd. Hey, that's a good name. But with a U. With a U, not a. Uh, First appearance, Action Comics 388 from May 1970. Story's called Puzzle of the Wild World by Carrie Bates and Kurt Swan. On this Earth, the oceans are white and the continents are dayglow. Superman and Lois Lane should come as no surprise. They're married. Um, Lex Luthor's hair grows when he gets mad. Uh, super. I'm sorry. Bizarro is super smart. It's you know. It's an opposite world. Well, it's, 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 it's also like you know, drug fueled fantasy world. Yeah. Like, what are, what's going on here? Day glow <laughs> lakes are. Uh, sure. Yeah. Goodness gracious. <laughs> but it's it's not shaped like a cube though. So that's. Oh, that's uh, now this is designated Earth 388 in Crisis on Infinite Earths Absolute Edition, 2005. You know, Chris. Until now, I didn't realize that the Superman stories that we read. Were actually the rarer ones where he's not married. This is true. Apparently, he's usually married. To, to, Always. Some, sometimes like to two women. Yeah, he's yep. married to anybody. Uh, Earth 391, originally imaginary, originally an imaginary story in which Superman has a son who eventually succeeds him. First appearance, Action Comics number 391, August 1970, cover date. The story is The Punishment of Superman's Son by Robert Kaniger and Ross Andrew. Superman is disappointed in his son, so he exposes him to gold kryptonite, permanently stripping him of his powers. That's pretty hardcore. That's a heck of a spanking. Uh, (laughs) He eventually feels bad about this and then transfers his own powers to his son, which as we have learned uh, today, reading through, that's a thing you can do. It's a piece of cake. Yeah, just uh, just, uh, file the right forms and that's it. Earth, uh, designated Earth 391 in Crisis and Infinite Earths Absolute Edition 2005. Earth 399, Superman died and was cloned twice. Uh, First appearance, Action Comics 399 from April 1971. Story is, Superman, you are dead. 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 (laughs) By Leo Dorfman and Kurt Swan. Superman, George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, and George Custer are summoned to the 24th century as part of a history class. The 24th century segments of the story are designated as having occurred on Earth 399. Wait, what? What is it? What happened? They're summoned? Who, how were they yeah. summoned? They're pulled there, and then they find out in the history that Superman had died twice, died and was cloned twice. So, I mean, so that's just like a—that's a separate—I mean, to me, the story is I got pulled to the 24th century with three of history's most famous people, you know, yeah. right? But they just also find out that he died twice. Fine. Sure. I died once and was cloned twice. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that far-flung future is actually occurred on Earth 399, and uh, was designated so in that Crisis Absolute Edition. Wow. Earth 404 is originally an imaginary story in which Superboy loses his powers in a battle with Lex Luthor. First appearance was Superman 404, that's February 1985, cover date, Born to be Superman by Paul Kupperberg and Carmine Infantino. Superboy loses his powers at age 16 and grows up to marry Lana Lang. That, that's it. That's it. A world without they have a, kids, I think. Just yeah. another world without a Superman in which they're uh, fine. Uh, designated as Earth 404 in Crisis of Infinite Earths Absolute Edition 2005. 
Do you see that date though? This is two months before crisis number one. And they're still doing this. Like, they're like, we better pull these out now. <laughs> no. Earth 410. Superman marries an alien, <laughs> but not just any alien, an no. alien witch oh. named Chrysala. And they have a son named Chris, but spelled not like my name. It's K-R-Y-S. Right. Uh, first appearance, Action Comics 410, March 1972, The Satanic Son of Superman. <laughs> oh, man. By Carrie Bates and Kurt Swan. I did not read this one, but uh, I want to read it. I'll tell you what. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, it's crazy. Uh, Designated as Earth 410 in that Crisis Absolute Edition from 2005. So, as we know, a year before, that's when the Comics Code would have lifted, and they could use words like Satan, right, in in comics. And they were like, (laughs) "How can we work this into Superman right away?" You gotta do this. That's what people have been waiting for. Uh, so let's, uh, Earth number four, Earth 417, kal rocket crashes on Mars rather than Earth. First appearance, Superman 417, March 1986. Wow, I mean, this is crisis. We're, we're in it. Yeah, during crisis. Happening. Uh, Warrior of Mars by Elliot S. Magan and Kurt Swan. It was designated Earth 417 in Crisis and Infinite Earth's Absolute Edition. And I'll do another Earth, Earth 423. This is an imaginary story. Uh, first appearance, Superman 423. September 1986, Whatever Happened to the Man of Tomorrow by Alan Moore and Kurt Swan. This was the final pre-crisis Superman story, sort of the swan song of the goodbye to pre-crisis Superman, and now it's its own Earth. Yep. Uh, designated as Earth 423, Crisis and Infinite Earths, Absolute Edition. 2005. I slurred that, but I think you know what that last sentence was supposed to be. <laughs> now we're done with the numbers. All we're right. going into letters here. We're in Earth A. Another Evil Justice League. Oh. Uh, first appearance, Justice League of America, number 37, August 1965. Earth Without a Justice League by Gardner Fox and Mike Sikowski. Johnny Thunder reshapes Earth-1, creating the Lawless League of America, an evil <laughs> Justice League. Earth-A stood for alternate, as in alternate to Earth-1. You know, I don't know if Crime Syndicate or Lawless League is better. They're both—Lawless League is pretty good. It is, the name it of, is. of bad uh, heroes. But here's our favorite. This is the Earth I think yes. Chris and I would consider moving to if such a thing could happen. Absolutely. This is Earth B. That stands for Bob Haney. <laughs> uh, first appearances were Green Lantern, Volume 2, Number 32, October 1964, Cover Date, and Showcase Number 62, June 1966, Cover Date. We'll explain. So Earth B is really a tongue-in-cheek designation made by DC's Answer Man, Bob Rosakis, in honor of... B. Bob Haney and so many issues of his B. Brave and the B. Bold, caring very little for continuity. And I've also heard it after the fact, outside of Rosakis, it was also meant to include another continuity-spurning writer-editor, E. Nelson B. Bridwell. Certainly. Uh, but Bob, B. Bob Haney is definitely the biggest uh, <laughs> you know, offender of continuity. Rumored to be one of DC's Earths included in the information given to freelancers. Uh, Earth B also somehow also includes Earth 12 and Earth 32, so saith Crisis and Infinite Earths Absolute Edition 2005. ICG's official Crisis Crossover Index from 1986 suggested that the DC Challenge 1985 to 1986 took place on this Earth as well. Maybe because it's not like a dumping ground for whatever whatever story they don't know fits, yeah. (laughs) 
Uh, Earth C. First appearance, New Teen Titans, number 16. It's February 1982 in the uh, in the Captain Carrot and his Amazing Zoo Crew bonus book, This Bunny Unbound, by Roy Thomas, Scott Shaw, Jerry Conway, and Ross Andrew. This is a world of the Zoo Crew and uh, a lot of other, you know, funny animals. Yeah, if you don't know them, there's sort of analogs to... Actually, there's sort of analogs to the uh, JSA, really, because you got the Star yeah. Spangled Lamb. You have Fastback Freddy as the uh, thing. As the play, yeah. But their their team is called the Just a Lot of Animals, the JLA. So anyway. Well, they're the Zoo Crew. The JLA are coming up next. Oh, oh, that's right. This these are the, these <laughs> are the ones the these are the ones that are actually analogs of the heroes. Okay, we'll talk about yeah. that. Earth C minus. This was their first appearance. Was Captain Carrot and his amazing Zoo Crew number fourteen. That was April nineteen eighty three. Crisis on Earth C by E. Nelson Bridwell and Scott Shaw. Exclamation point. <laughs> the zoo crew meets the JLA. That's the just a lot of animals in this satirical take on the annual JLA JSA crossover. So yeah, so I forget what it is. is it a super squirrel? What is it? I forget now. I don't remember. <laughs> Maybe it, whatever it is though, they're more direct analogs where you know there's a yeah. a flash animal. There's a uh, I forget a Superman wombat something like that. <laughs> well, we have a C minus, so let's do C plus. Sure. This is Fawcett's Funny Animals. First appearance, Fawcett's Funny Animals, number one. <laughs> December 1942 by Chad Grothkopf. Uh, home to, among others, Hoppy the Marvel Bunny. Uh, that's the Captain Marvel right. funny animal there. Bunny. Uh, this was designated as Earth C plus in that Crisis on Infinite Earths Absolute Edition from 2005. Wow. Uh, is there an Earth C plus plus where you have to code, uh, <laughs> com- do computer coding? I don't know. That's we don't. There's no comic for it. No, not yet. So here's Earth one I Earth I one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is an Earth created by Despero, populated by insectoid life forms. First appearance was Justice League of America number twenty six. March 1964 cover date. Story was called Four Worlds to Conquer by Gardner Fox and Mike Sakowski. Designated as Earth I, parentheses one, in Crisis on, Infra- Earth's, Crisis on Infinite Earths Absolute Edition 2005. And we're about to find out that Despero was, was kind of busy that issue. Uh, <laughs> Earth I 2 was a world of immortals. First appearance Wonder Woman number 293 from July 1982. Countdown to Crisis by Paul Levitz, Roy Thomas, and Gene Colan. I didn't read that one. Uh, designated as Earth I-2 in Crisis on Infinite Earths, Absolute Edition from 2005. Earth M, another Earth created by Despero, <laughs> populated by aquatic life forms. First appearance was that Justice League of America number 26, March 1964, cover date. Story, Four Worlds to Conquer by Fox and Sikowski. Designated as Earth M in Crisis on Infinite Earths Absolute Edition 2005. Earth Prime, the world we live on. Yeah. Kinda. No. Also, <laughs> also Superboy Prime and Ultra with two A's. Yeah. Uh, first appearance Flash number 179 from May 1968. The Flash. Fact or fiction. Uh, Flash vibrates out of Earth 1 and winds up at DC Comics offices where he meets Julius Schwartz. Uh, it would eventually be designated as Earth Prime in Justice League of America number 123, October 1975. Yeah, and it was meant to be a world with no heroes, but then mm-hmm. it didn't work out that way, you know. No. And then, and then it was no longer our Earth. Yeah, but it also had, they had a cosmic treadmill, though. Oh, 
Oh, no, or they had no heroes, but they had a cosmic. So it's already, it's already divergent. It's already divergent. So that was another Julius Schwartz that they met. Is what we're trying to say. The Julius Schwartz of Earth Prime. Yes. Uh, Earth quality. First appearance was in Funny Pages number one, May 1936 cover date. Features the non-freedom fighters characters and some Will Eisner creations from Quality Comics. Designated as Earth Quality in ICG's official Crisis and in Infinite Earths crossover index from 1986. That one might not be canon, but we figured it's worth listing. Oh, sure. Uh, Earth Awe, another Earth created by Despero, populated by reptilian life forms. I'm glad I got one of these. Just cranking it out there that day, huh? Yeah, he was he was a busy boy. Uh, first appearance just as League of America number 26, March 1964, Four Worlds to Conquer, by uh, Gardner <laughs> Fox and Mike Sikowski. Uh designated as Earth Awe in Chrysler Infinite Earths Absolute Edition 2005. Earth S is the Fawcett Comics universe, home of the Marvel family and Monster Society of Evil. First appearance was Wiz Comics number two, February 1940, introducing Captain Marvel by Bill Parker and C.C. Beck. This was designated Earth S in Shazam number one, February 1973, which I guess was the first time DC started doing Captain Marvel yeah. stories. Yeah. Yeah, it's like that with one special with one magic word Shazam right. comic. Uh, Earth Terra. Uh, it's not the the uh, the Teen Titan. No. Uh, an Earth where Lois Lane is married to Superman. Hey. Oh, we, we never get tired of those. Uh, first appearance: Superman's girlfriend, Lois Lane, number ninety-four, August nineteen sixty-nine. The Lois Lane and the Mystic Mirror by Leo Dorfman and Kurt Swan. Now Lois is tempted through a mirror by her counterpart, hailing from the world Terra, with the promise that she will be Superman's wife as well as a, the mother to his child. Of course, that does not work out, but it it's a, it's a monkey's paw type to, thing yeah. there, yeah. Uh, this was designated as Earth Terra in Crisis on Infinite Earths Absolute Edition from 2005. There's Earth X, the one, the first one, Earth mm. X one, uh, home of yet another evil Superman. Why not? First appearance was Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen, number 93, June 1966, cover date. Story is The Batman Superman of Earth X by Bill Finger and Pete Costanza. Jimmy is sent to parallel Earth X via an invention created by Professor Potter, where he runs afoul of the Luthar League, that's L-U-T-H-A-R. The evil Clark Kent tries to make himself king of the worlds, and Jimmy thwarts this with Krypton gas, which is a thing you can have. Sure. This was designated as Earth X-1 in that Crisis Absolute Edition from 2005. Yeah, I think uh, like the I think uh, the crude Krypton is going for like like thirty five dollars. Yeah, drum, right? it is. It's it's yeah. it's, it's down. <laughs> now uh, we have one Earth X, so let's do the other Earth X two, home of the Freedom Fighters. First appearance and original designation occurred in Justice League of America number one hundred seven from October nineteen seventy three. Story is called Crisis on Earth X. Now this is the Earth where the Axis powers won World War Two. Uh, and Len Wein had actually originally planned to call this Earth Swastika, but uh, Julia Schwartz vetoed that with the quickness. Um, designated as Earth X2 in Crisis on Infinite Earths Absolute Edition from 2005. Yeah, it's essentially a world where war continues forever, though, because they're, forever, they're yeah. always fighting against the Axis powers, and it's uh, yep. yeah, Uncle Sam and... Fan, the human bomb, the way... Human bomb, yeah, yeah great people like that. Doll man. Now the crossover Earth. This is for completionist's sake. Uh, DC and Marvel Comics are in the same universe. 
First appearance, Superman vs. The Amazing Spider-Man, January 1976, The Battle of the Century by Jerry Conway and Ross Andrew. The other, other appearances we've seen in this crossover Earth is Marvel Treasury Edition number 28, 1981, The Heroes and the Holocaust by Jim Shooter, Marv Wolfman, and John Buscema. This was another Spider-Man-Superman team-up. DC Special Series number 27, September 1981 cover date, The Monster and the Madman by Len Wein and Jose Luis Garcia Lopez. This is Batman and the Hulk in the same comic. The Uncanny X-Men and the New Teen Titans, 1982. Apocalypse, dot, 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 now by Chris Claremont and Walt Simonson. This was dubbed Crossover Earth, an official crisis in Infinite Earth's index from Independent Comics Group, March 1986. And the official handbook of the Marvel Universe designates this as Earth 7642. Yeah, so this is this is an Earth where they're, they they don't have to cross any kind of dimensional breach to meet each other. It's as though they're in the as same As though world. they're already there, exactly. Yeah. There's nobody... Well, who was that guy that had to uh, access, right? Access. There's no access to bring the no uh, two access. worlds together. I think most people prefer that there was never an access, <laughs> yeah. uh, especially the two companies that co-own him. Um, we have the Antimatter Universe, home of the, spoiler alert, Anti-Monitor, and also where Quart is located. First appearance, Green Lantern, Volume 2, Number 2, October 1960, way back then. Uh, this is The Secret of the Golden Thunderbolts by John Broom and Gil Kane. Uh, Krona wanted to observe the origins of the universe and, as such, disrupts the process of cosmic creation, thus resulting in the creation of an opposite universe, the antimatter universe. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I, don't, uh, I don't know if people... If it's still this way, or even people care about this story or this thing, but when Crisis came out and this was a, you know, relevant moment in comics, a lot of people didn't know that this had actually was hearkening. This back. was real, yeah. including, including myself at the time. But you know, uh, sure, yeah. And then it got mentioned again later in Ganthan's Tale by uh, John Byrne, right? Byrne. Was a, the, mm-hmm. Anyway, there's Magic Land. This is a medieval universe known as Fairyland and Grim World, as in the Brothers Grimm. <laughs> Uh, has different physical laws than other Earths. First appears Justice League of America number two, January 1961. Secret of the Sinister Sorcerers by Gardner Fox and Mike Sikowski. Continents include Olympus, Asgard, and Oceana. Largest populace is Camelot. Yeah, so I figure maybe Camelot 3000 occurs there. All right. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I doubt it. Most of that takes place on the moon. <laughs> yes. Now, last. But not least, this is a an unofficial one that uh, it's a lot of conjecture and uh, a lot of early Usenet speak and uh, letters pages and whatnot. It's Earth Omega, which is the unofficial name for the unnamed Earth that Pariah comes from. Right. Uh, the first appearance of this world is in a flashback in Crisis on Infinite Earths number 7, October 1985, Beyond the Silent Night by Marv Wolfman and George Perez, in which it, in which Pariah <laughs> sets it up to be destroyed and to overcome with antimatter. And I bet he cries. He might. Maybe not. He might the, just cry. Maybe the crying begins later. <laughs> but uh, that is, to our knowledge... Uh, the uh, the gamut. Uh, we, there might be a few that we missed because I was trying to leave out uh, post infinite crisis and post zero hour worlds and pockets and else yeah. worlds. Is... Well, yeah, you had to make room for all those marriages, so that was important. Yes, you know? we absolutely did. But yeah, this is just up to crisis, so yeah, uh, yeah, we're leaving it yeah, there so for now. 
But let us know if we left anything out or if you guys have any theories on ones that should be in there and maybe ones that shouldn't, yeah. <laughs> including all the marriages. <laughs> Definitely reach out and let us know. Uh, and eventually we will uh, get started in exploring the other <laughs> multiverses. Wow. Uh, the Infinite Crisis multiverse, the Multiversity multiverse, the Elseworlds, the That's Convergences, right. the Rebirths. Yeah, we might have a, a Crisis of Infinite Multiverses coming soon. Uh, Mike just. I think I just gave uh, DC Comics a bad idea. But anyway, you can let us know <laughs> what what do you think of all these Earths? So if you have others that we have missed here, and that's uh, right to us at weirdcomicshistory at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash cosmic T-mail history. On Twitter at cosmic T-mail. And I'm on Twitter at Reggie Reggie. I'm at Ace Comics. And we have weekly writings at weirdsciencedccomics.com. And, of course, you got to check Chris's uh, personal blog every day. Chris is at infiniteearths.com, where he does a new DC comic every day, including several of the comics. At least a couple of the comics that we've mentioned. Yeah, a handful. Today, I so. didn't even realize it. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, mean I, I read the one with uh, <laughs> the guy, Lois Lane, be atomized just like today <laughs> or yesterday. Or something. I was like, what is happening? <laughs> Like ridiculous! Literally pokes his head anyway. Yeah, it's you have to see it to believe it, and this really does make me just want to grab a stack of Silver Age comics and just read them because I, I just do, dive in. Yeah. I really do love this stuff. Uh, there's not a ton to look at now. There is a little content related to the Crisis uh, series we're doing for Cosmic Treadmill, but there's a what Chris is calling a half-assed blog image bank at weirdcomicshistory.blogspot.com. Uh, that's going to be just a kind of repository, repository kind of a, yeah. an addendum to the podcast that we do. So there might be some stuff there, and we'll let you know if there's something new to go look at. Yeah, right now it's still the uh, it's every pre crisis appearance of the monitor yeah, is with, listed with is listed panels. in yeah. yes with panels. So we think we might have every single panel he stepped foot in. It's quite and it, was even mentioned in. It's quite <laughs> something. I mean, it really is a very thorough thing. But there'll be more. There'll be more to it later. So Certainly. just keep your ears to the speaker or whatever however you listen to the podcast i don't know uh but i think that's all we got from this week i think it was plenty quite frankly chris you got anything else so. for him no no none of this is going to be on the test so it's good because well, right. none of it happened it's right it's all been wiped away a couple of times i think over time so uh until next time folks i want you to keep it weird historically Earth Sea. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the deserts, bear, man. I breathe the mountain air, man. I travel, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. I've been to Reno, Chicago, Fargo, Minnesota, Buffalo, Toronto, Winslow, Sarasota, Wichita, Tulsa, Ottawa, Oklahoma, Tampa, Panama, Madawa, La Paloma, Bangor, Baltimore, Salvador, Amarillo, Tocopilla, Barranquilla, and Padilla. I'm a killer. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the deserts, bear, man. I breathe the mountain air, man. Travel, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere.